Today on the DML News Podcast, conflict with Iran. Is it going to happen? Could after three U.S. military members are killed in a drone strike. Plus, reports of Michelle Obama going to run for president instead of, well, Joe. And speaking of Joe's, Joe Manchin is now talking about running as an independent. We've got these stories and more, so get ready, because we're all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word, and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is, is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch, and I thank you for joining me today. Across from me is Denny. We have a good program for you today, Chuck Phil of things where you just scratch your head and say, are we still in America? It is kind of crazy what's going on, and we are going to cover it all. Uh, first things first, though, the Super Bowl is now set. We have the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers going head-to-head two Sundays from now. And the question is, does anybody really care Or is it just an opportunity to see Taylor Swift? I have to tell you, Dennis, I don't know a single Taylor Swift song, and I never want to listen to one. I mean, it was bad enough to watch the NFL take a knee. Now I watch football games, and I've got to see Taylor Swift in between every play. There is nothing I would want more than the Kansas City Chiefs to just lose. So this way, I don't have to look at this chick anymore. I mean, what is the big thing about Taylor Swift? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I think there's a certain irony that a multi-billion dollar pop star who I think has made the NFL, when I read it, it was like $300 million so far, is ironically going to be at the Super Bowl with the team that uh, happens to be, you know, in the Super Bowl. I just think uh, there's too much irony there. I guess. Well, I, I, I don't understand. You know, this is how pathetic the United States has become. OK. The NFL is seeing an uptick in people watching the games simply so they can see this woman who I, I mean, she, I, I think she's butt ugly, to be quite honest. I mean, I, I, I think she's butt ugly. And every time I look at her, I, I, it's grotesque. And she's got more lipstick and more makeup and all this other different crap. And every time the NFL just keeps on going to them. I mean, are you telling me little kids and, and, and teenagers are watching NFL football games so this way they can get a three-second glimpse of this woman in a box jumping up and down like a kangaroo? I hate to answer this, but yes, unfortunately, yes. That's why I'm saying, like, I mean, she was time person of the year. She literally, I... I, I not kidding. In terms of uh, pop star status, there is no one. She kind of surpasses a lot of the, the the big names of even your day at this point. She is propped up so much that the only, I guess you could say, theory here is that she is going to be a direct influence for the 2024 election. There's actually a lot of speculation that the reason the Chiefs even made it was because there were some dirty calls in the last few games from refs to kind of see to it the way that they can make it to the Super Bowl so that she can be there. And the rampant speculation is that she is going to endorse Biden at the Super Bowl. Well, that's if Biden is even uh, running for president. We have a story here. Uh, it is basically showering Twitter, and it's, it's making its rounds, that Michelle Obama is going to announce 
in the summer before the DNC National Convention that she is indeed running for president and that Joe Biden is not. So this is, you know, you got all right wing people talking about this. I can tell you that I have speculated Michelle Obama running for president for a very long time. She never does it. She never shows any indication that she wants to do it. Michelle Obama loves being a celebrity, and I don't think she wants to touch the White House with a 10-foot pole. I don't think this is going to happen. In fact, this is one of those speculation predictions where, like, I'm counter-opposite. We tried the whole get the first lady to run the president thing back in 2016. That didn't work out. Uh, You know, they want to accuse us of always wanting to run the same old stuff with Trump, Trump, Trump. Well, for Democrats at this point, it's Biden, Obama, Biden, 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 Obama, Biden, Obama. Uh, She also offers, like you said, no real substance. I mean, other than first lady, what position has she held? Nothing. Uh, And when you look at her interviews and when she speaks, she doesn't offer any concrete details. She just talks in circles. She was just speaking in Chicago, talking the wonders of that city. And you listen, you're like, how does anyone listen to this and come away smarter? You don't. Uh, and there's just too many uh, inside jokes at this point with the big mic stuff. And if you know, you know. Uh, I think it would be an awful idea for Democrats to to run with her. If I hate even giving them strategy here, I think Democrats, if they really want a chance in November, uh, get rid of Biden. Don't go the Michelle route. We should be trying to go with a new face that you know maybe can last the six months before we expose that person as a corrupt liar too. So I am opposite on on this uh, theory here. Well, I mean, first of all, you got to break it down into two different things. Number one is, is it a real plan that would be carried out? And number two is, if it was a real plan that was carried out, could she actually win? So I think you start off with the look at where the Obamas are right now in their lives. Their girls are basically gone. They've got an empty nest. Michelle Obama is hanging out with celebrities and Hollywood uh, stars. That's exactly what she wants. She fills up stadiums when she speaks. If she writes a book, she sells gazillions of copies. Her and Barack are making films for Netflix. They're making tons of money. Now, would she want to just stop all of that in its tracks simply so this way her husband can retain power? Because anybody with half a brain will say that Barack Obama is running the White House right now through Joe Biden. I believe it. I believe he influences everything that goes on in the White House. Joe Biden obviously is being pointed in the direction by everybody in that White House. Who do you think's pointing them? So that's that. Does Barack Obama want to lose the White House back to Donald J. Trump? No, he does not. Is Barack Obama a savvy politician? Does he understand what it is that's the, the landscape right now? He does. And I'll tell you, let me tell you what Barack Obama sees. Barack Obama sees Donald J. Trump getting stronger and stronger with every single conviction, every single uh, $83 million. I mean, think about that. Trump's got to pay $83 million to a woman he says he's never even met. A woman who presented absolutely zero evidence of him doing any wrongdoing can't even remember the date to which it happened. There is the bias in New York between the juries and the the, the freaking judge. It, 
it is so blatant what they are trying to do to him. And Barack Obama is probably the one Democrat that doesn't get blinded by the light and says, every time we do this, he's getting stronger. He's going to win this damn thing. So when you look at Barack Obama and he sits with his wife and says, you know, you're the difference. We could get back into office. I think she categorically says to him, not a freaking chance. But this whole pipe dream, this is for clicks and fun and crap of that nature. Michelle Obama does not want to be put back into the lion's den. She hated the White House. She doesn't want to go back. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I think one thing Democrats love are the powerhouse couples. Like we just talked about Taylor Swift. The other side of that coin is Travis Kelsey. And we know he's a Pfizer shill. Yeah. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be as propped up as he's been. He's a tool. Exactly. He's a tool. So. You can't do that with Hillary because she and Bill are not a powerhouse couple. Their their image as a couple has completely degraded, as we as we know. I won't even get into it. Right. But with Michelle and Barack, their whole image has been how much they are a powerhouse couple. They share their birthday posts when it's you know each other's birthdays. Uh, it's supposed to be a compliment of one another. So the idea, you know, if I were to give in to this idea that they're going to run with her. You know, she's going to just piggyback of, look at all my husband's accomplishments and look at all he's done for the Democrat Party. And if that's going to be your baseline, that you're just going to play off of what your husband has has done, uh, I just don't find her to be a successful candidate for the Democrats. So to your point, this might just be more of the headline clicky uh, internet bait just to get the idea going. But I I think them going with her uh, would honestly be kind of detrimental. I think there is a good chance that a third party could evolve in this election more than Michelle Obama uh, running for president. Joe Manchin, who is a senator out of West Virginia, has basically thrown his hands up in the air with the Democrat Party, just says they've changed. This is not the Democrat Party that I am part of. I want no part of it. I think there would be a real chance for me to run for president as an independent. So you've got Joe Manchin, you've got uh, RFK, uh, also, let's not forget, Mark Cuban uh, basically got out of some of his business interests, so there's speculation that he would want to run. And I think the longer, and this is what Manchin was saying, the longer that you take a look at Joe Biden's health mentally, as it just continues to decline, and that is declining every single day, a little worse than it was the day before. And when you look at what Trump is facing, uh, there actually may be, for the first time ever since Ross Perot, a real chance that a third party could actually just come up like a phoenix and all of a sudden start grabbing, um, grabbing votes. That scares the hell out of me, because if that did indeed happen, I think it would help the Democrats more than anybody else. I don't know. What do you mean? Uh, RFK, I think from certain pollings I see, they think he steals more votes from the Biden camp than, than of anything. In what sense, though? Because uh, because if you're a logical Democrat and you see RFK, who honestly shares more liberal policies than conservative and then you look at Joe Biden, who can't get out sentences and has made the economy exuberantly worse for everyday Americans, even if it doesn't naturally reflect it. Uh, I think more people gravitate towards the RFK. If Mark Cuban threw it in, he's another shell. Uh, if he ran independent, he's still going to get more of the, those liberal votes. So if anything, I don't think a third party candidate has any chance of actually winning. But in terms of the 
taking away votes thing, I think it would actually hurt more Democrats than Republicans. Well, well, make no mistake. There's something that, you know, there's something that hit me in the head, square in the middle with this whole Trump $83 million thing. And that is just the tip of the iceberg, what this man is about to face. I don't think any of us have given enough credit to what it is that the Democrats are trying to do to him as a businessman, as a human being, and as a politician. I don't know how much money Trump actually has in in the bank. There are various different reports that at one point it was $75 million, and then all of a sudden it went up to $400 million after his presidency. He sold his uh, D.C. hotel, and that was... Uh, that brought in a lot of cash, whatever. But when you have to pay $83 million, even though he's going to appeal it, I read, I read this extensively over the weekend. Like, can he get, I have a friend, let's go back. I have a friend who in a text message said, yeah, she's never going to see a dime. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. So I started looking up to see if anybody's saying, hey, can Trump avoid paying this $83 million? And it really comes down to no. Trump has a few different choices. He could try to get bonded, all right? Uh, who's going to write that bond? And he can try to appeal. But as far as and long as he appeals, the appeal maybe takes a year, year and a half. Eventually, he's going to have to pay the $83 million. So then on top of that, he's got the New York lawsuit with Letitia James, where she's trying to get anywhere between 250 to $300 million out of him. So if you look at Trump having to depart with 250 to 300 million plus 83 million, you're almost at 400 million dollars there. That could wipe out his cash. So now he's going to be forced into selling some of his assets to cover all this stuff. So they are slowly but surely trying to crumble this man on every level. Yeah, SNL, that's, yeah. But Denny, that's just from a financial standpoint. We still have not gone into these criminal cases against him to where he actually could be imprisoned. And so when the Trump crowd, and I believe I'm one of them, looks at a Trump presidency, I think we continue to shower ourselves with a lot of hope and dreams. And hopes and hope and dreams don't carry you to the victory circle, okay? So strategy does. And if the strategy is that Trump is going to try to run for president from a jail cell, or with all these convictions against them, we have a problem right now as it is getting people over to the Trump campaign from the never Trumpers and from the independents. So my concern here is that if you do find a viable candidate who's going to run in the middle, I think that person pulls from both sides, not just from one, because you're going to have the Democrat side that sits there and says, and the independent side that says, this is crazy. This old man can't speak his speak a sentence. I'm hurting the economy is hurting. I'm not giving my I'm not giving my money or my time to Joe Biden. And then on the other side, I got this guy who has been criminally convicted, is scoundering for money. He's no good either. I need a fresh face. And if you do have somebody like a Mark Cuban or a Joe Manchin, uh, both of them are extremely articulate. Both of them have name recognition, and both of them will be able to pull in voters. Make no mistake, right behind your head right now, Newsweek, President Perot, Perot ran as an independent 
and he was getting a lot of traction until he decided to bow out. So if you get people to start listening to these independent candidates because you've got one guy who looks like he's going to die on the stump and you got another guy who looks like he may be wearing an orange jumpsuit, do not shortchange the ability for an independent to rise up and take pole position. Uh, I just have to go by basic logic. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people who don't like Trump, but his supporter base is vehement on making sure he was the nominee. And there, there kind of has been more of a rallying consensus behind him. Even the RNC is trying to push it, you know, and Haley's trying to stick it out. But there is no passion, excitement, or anything behind Biden. His, his auditoriums are typically empty, or they're in there, or people are in there with like you know paid support. They're even suspected of putting laugh tracks over his over his speeches at this point. Uh, people are not doing well under him. People are making compromises under his administration. The border is getting insane as this whole Texas situation has shown. So I really don't know. I think there was a difference in 2020. And again, there comes with that asterisk because we know how that voting went. But now that you get four years of him and you see what he has done and, and, and how fallen the country has become, I am more under the camp that people would stray away from Joe and be like, oh, well, these guys uh, share similar policies to Biden, but they're actually coherent and they're more independent. I think that's the the outlook that you see. But, but I, th- I think what you're saying there about Joe Biden is spot on correct. The problem is, is that the guy on the other side is not Ron DeSantis. It's not like somebody can sit there and say, all right, listen, he's kind of boring. Uh, I'm not crazy about how he went after Disney and he's a little bit righty radical from time to time, but my goodness, everybody I know who lives in Florida says it's unbelievable. The guy is a good man. He's married to a pretty woman who's been with him forever. She survived breast cancer. They've got little kids, kind of a Camelot situation. You know what? Uh, from a fiscal standpoint and from, uh, you know, a, a family value standpoint, I'll give my, I'll give my vote to him. That's not who we're talking about. We're talking about a guy right now who is getting his ass kicked by the court system, unfairly so. And we're seeing the tip. This is, listen, this is a civil case from a, a woman who has no credibility. Think about that. She's got no credibility. The statutes of limitations should have ran out on this, but New York just all of a sudden puts in a new law that says, oh, by the way, if you're a victim of sexual assault, there is no statutes of limitations. She has absolutely nothing in terms of proof, but nobody cares. And they actually say, hey, we're going to award her more money than they're even asking for. This is such a blatant way of trying to destroy that man. And I understand what you're saying, where people will be like, hey, you know what? The economy was good unto him. There's just too many people who hate Trump. And that's why I'm saying the 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 wolves smell the blood and the independents out there. Remember, this country is made up of more independents than it are republic than it is Republicans or Democrats. And I'm just saying, keep an open mind to what it is that I'm talking about here. You said it yourself going back months ago. There was going to be some sort of event to take place this year that was just going to be like the wow event. And that wow event may very well be that a third party candidate is going to come in and step up and say, you don't have to take the criminal and you don't have to take the senality. We have somebody here for you. My name is X, Y, and Z, and I will bring you this, this, and that. 
And he's that person is going to get an incredible amount of media attention. And if it's already a somewhat famous person like Mark Cuban or Joe Manchin, believe me when I tell you there's going to be a lot of traction for that. Last word to that from you, and then let's just move to something about terrorists at the border, and then we're going to close out with the Iranian uh, stuff that's taking place now. Look, you, you may have a point. Um, it really could come down to your independent or average voter not going for him because of all the legal issues and all the different lawsuits that he's got going on. And it's obvious too, that there has been a warping, an absolute warping of our legal system and how we're supposed to think about it. I think a great example, I mean, you know, law and order, like the TV show, sure. right? It's been on for what, two decades now. Okay. They just premiered an episode and the clip has been uh, shared quite a bit. Um, I'll just save you the, uh, story details, but there's a character, a white woman, she gets raped by a black teenager. And instead of wanting to press charges and see him go to jail, uh, she says, it's okay that he raped me. I don't want him to be put in prison because that'll impact the rest of his life. I can get through my trauma through therapy because I can afford it. That right there, you know, if that was premiered 10 years ago, I think every person would be like, what in the world did I just watch? I'm canceling law and order. But it's small things like that where it's trying to condition you to think of how the law system should work. If you're a black man that rapes someone, uh, you don't need to go to jail. It was just an honest mistake and you'll do better. But if you're a former president who is being accused but with no real evidence of raping someone, well, you got to pay $83 million. That's that's the mindset they're going to condition a lot of Americans to start thinking. I saw an article yesterday. I think we actually uh, even uh, ran it on the DML News app. There is, you want to talk about insanity? There is a man in the California uh, prison system who beat to death a three-year-old child by grabbing it by the wrist and just keep on slamming it into um, into the wall. The parole system in California said that this man could be released. And there are people up in arms and saying that Gavin Newsom better overturn what's going on in that parole system. Like, in other words, say, there's no way you're going to let this guy out. He killed a three-year-old child. He beat a three-year-old child. How can you even dare do that? So it will be an interesting thing to see what Gavin Newsom does. But And and then the other call was that he better start taking a look at the parole system, the people who are on that in that board or, or that body. Are they even capable of holding such a job? What person would take a look at somebody who beats upon a child and says, yeah, okay, you've been rehabilitated? I mean, this is, this is, this is the insanity. You and I just did a story last weekend on the pod, po- not last weekend, on Friday on the podcast about how it is that black lives matter uh, it, all over the country, getting 20 million, getting 10 million, getting all these settlements because they got roughed up by cops when they were destroying the United States of America. So this is why I'm telling you, everything is upside down and nothing makes any sense. Well, especially in the big blue, I, I think if you're a Republican, conservative, or even just normal, and you're living in these blue states, you need to get out now. Because I don't see it getting better in the next, even with the Republican president coming in, those states are so broken with some of the governors that they're being led by, like Newsom. Newsom doesn't give a shit about you. Mm. just cares about his photo op and what celebrity he stands next to. So if you're living in a state like California, New York, I mean, what they're doing to Daniel Penny, it, 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 you got to get out because yep. you, you, you may think it's, you're fine, but it's only going to take one day for some kind of event like that to happen to you. 
and the legal system completely fail you. I, I just uh, when you look at there was a uh, a video in Chicago uh, over the weekend where if you go into O'Hare Airport, you will see black tarps that are all hung in all different areas of the of, of the of the airport. You would think that well, what's behind the the tarps? Construction. You pull back the tarp which, by the way, they have security, like private security, trying to keep you from looking behind the tarp, and people are like, screw you. In fact, I think Tucker Carlson did this with his crew, with his new film crew. And when you go and you look behind the curtain, it's illegal aliens. They now have cots for these people throughout the airport yes. to stay in the airport so this way they could use the bathrooms as basically their showers and their toilets. Mm-hmm. And it's just... it. Then in Maine, there's another story in Maine. In Maine... Taxpayers are actually now funding free housing for legal aliens up to two years. And you just sit there and you say, what the hell is happening here? Now, down we talked about this last week. Down in Texas, there is supposed to be now a movement, a trucker movement that is going down starting today on the 29th. And I think the uh, the real February, I think February 3rd is the big day. So starting today, truckers and mm-hmm. bikers and veterans from all over the country are fo- following these routes down to Texas. Then from Texas, they're going to go to Arizona. And from Arizona, they're going to go to California. And uh, people are saying that Trump should go down and hold a rally at Eagle Pass on February 3rd because there's expected to be 700,000 vehicles to be down there in Texas. I don't know how you get 700,000 vehicles into Eagle Pass. I've been down to those areas. They're remote. Uh, I mean, you would have traffic backed up for a week, but it has become such a problem down at the border that Americans are saying we have to take it into our own hands. At the same time is, and I'm one of these people The government is begging you to do this because they want another January 6th. They want to lure you into doing something bad. And, you know, I wrote an op-ed over the weekend, Dennis, and there were a lot of comments on the the DML News app about why it is that I told you and Ryan, no, we're not going to go down to the border. And the reason why we're not going to go down to the border is because the country is so upside down, inside out, that I, I, I envision this thing happening. We're there with our cameras. And an illegal alien, a rogue illegal alien, comes up and tries to knock our camera down, don't film me, or whatever it may be. And if somebody's going to attack us and swing at us, you're going to hit back. Well, if we're caught on camera hitting an illegal alien because they hit us, they'll cut out the first part, they'll only show the second part, and we will be held for a hate crime. We'll be thrown in jail, and that's the way it's going to be. This is what the Biden administration and the Department of Justice is now doing. They are trying to lure in... Anybody and everybody who is pro-Trump, pro-closed borders, and they want to put you in prison as an example. But even if you're not pro-Trump, I mean, it it could have been DeSantis as the nominee, even if, God forbid, Haley won it. You should just be pro-American. And because I I was even talking to Sam about it, and I'm just like, there's a part of me that really would want to go just simply because this could be a very pivotal moment in how the country's going to play out the rest of this year. I mean, I actually ran um, a personal piece yesterday saying, what would Civil War 2.0 look like? Because I don't think a lot of people realize our first Civil War is very unique because it was a North versus South thing. There was distinction lines. But if you look at Civil Wars, especially in 
Middle Eastern, third world nations, it's dirtier than that because it's not as distinct. It's more fringe groups going against you know those that are in power. And that's kind of what it would play. I mean, you could get that redistricting that we talked about uh, a podcast two ago where maybe the southern states form something. But even then, I, I think there's just too much uh, mobility and movement that would be needed for that. So it would become a convoy of truckers coming together to 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 take on you know federal uh, agencies. And I think it would just be a lot more messy. I don't know how you can get a mobilized civil war to work efficiently. I don't think you're going to see the U.S. government bombing its own cities or its own or territories or, or towns because they're really only killing their infrastructure too. But uh, the fact that you have that many people committing to go to the border, this is bigger than January 6th. That was just people going to protest their vote. This is, I live here and you're bringing in people that don't respect me, could care less if they kill me, and they want to just change the overall voting pool of this entire country. I'm going to read you something from a Jenny Tear. She works for the Daily Caller. She uh, covers immigration. Exclusive. Federal authorities caught an Al-Shabaab terrorist at the U.S. border and released him into the country, where he roamed freely for nearly a year before being arrested in Minnesota just days ago. The terrorist was released shortly after being caught illegally crossing the southern border near San Ysidro, California, on March 13, 2023. The terrorist screening center deemed him a mismatch after running his name through the terror watch list. However, on January 18, 2024, the terrorist screening center made a redetermination that the individual was a confirmed member of Al-Shabaab and was involved in the use, manufacture, or transport of explosives or firearms. Two days later, ICE nabbed him in Minneapolis. Well, how can this happen? Mass releases of illegal migrants under the Biden administration have placed immense pressure on federal authorities to move quickly through the system, uh, people through the system quickly. The overburdening of the Border Patrol with the excessive amounts of illegal border crossers has forced faster processing times, which doesn't allow for a more vigorous initial investigation into a migrant's background. People have been released prior to completed record checks being returned on a subject, meaning a person which would not allow proper processing and placement of a potential terrorist once those results were known. An ICE official who had previously served as a Border Patrol agent told me. So, look, speaking of terrorists, we're going to get now into the big story over the weekend, which is this drone attack on U.S. military. We have come to a point in time when... The Biden administration, Mayorkas, Obama, even the Supreme Court, has very, very little concern at all when it comes to terrorists, cartel, drug runners using our border as an entry system to basically take over the United States. In that leaked audio from last week, when Kerry Lake was there with that rogue Republican, whatever his name was, uh, DeWitt. What did he say? He said, did you hear that report? Cartels are operating in every single city in the United States. Yeah, they are. What you saw on October 7 happen in Israel, don't be surprised if that happens here in the United States. I don't know where they would carry it out. I don't know when they would carry it out. But don't be surprised if you don't see the same sort of attack simultaneously throughout the entire United States within the next 12 months. 
And you know what? It will all fall on the shoulders of the Biden administration. But you know what's worse than that? They will somehow tie it back and blame it on Trump. That's how broken this country actually is to this point, to this day. We have Ilan Omar. We won't play it for today. Maybe we'll play it for tomorrow. Ilan Omar in Minnesota waving what looks like a Somali flag, which is the new Minnesota flag, just looks so much like a Somali flag. And in Somalian, I guess, she is talking to constituents, telling them that her first allegiance is to Somalia. We've allowed this woman to penetrate our U.S. government. We changed the rules on what it is that a person can and cannot do with the floor of Congress. We had a woman who was suffering from cancer, had lost her hair through chemotherapy, tried to wear a hat on the floor of the U.S. Congress, was told she couldn't do it because that's the rule. And then what happens? This piece of you-know-what comes in, gets elected to Congress, swears on, you know, to Allah when she's sworn in, and then is told she could wear her headdress on the floor of Congress for religious purposes. Can't have a woman with cancer do it, but you certainly can have her do it. And we wonder why we're allowing terrorists in through the border. Our country has been infiltrated. Our country has been broken. We have allowed other people with anti-America sentiment to come into this country, run for office, hold office, be in all of our three-letter agencies, and people can't wonder what the hell's going on? Here I am, a person who's made four films and countless media appearances at the border. It's my ballywick, and I won't even go down there because I know if I go down there, the odds of me being going into prison for doing something as simple as just filming what it is that the Biden administration is allowing to happen to this country would be enough to put me into prison. And you know what? You know what we're going to hear? Oh, that's so unfair what they're doing to DML. And I'm going to rot. This is, this is the country we live in. So you know what? If, if Trump isn't going to be able to win and Biden can't win and it's going to wind up being a third party somebody, anybody with at least a little bit of common sense, I'll take them. Because what we got right now in this country is an abomination. It is. I, I think a good little visual example with an idea of like how many are coming across and are unchecked. Uh, you know, we've been to concerts and to, and to uh, sports games before. And when you go into the stadium, usually there's a security guard to check you. I've had it where I've been extensively checked. And I'm like, geez, that was almost intrusive. And then there are times I'm like, what did he even do? Usually the times of what did they even do is when the line is like out the door and they got to get those people in. Uh, managers probably like, oh, oh, you know, just give them the quick pat down. But you got to keep this line going. You got to keep this line going. That's what's happening now. That is what's happening at the border. There, there's no real check. There's no real pat down. And it's just, uh, okay, this is number one of the 20,000 that I got behind him that I got to start processing through this week. It, it's, it's not going to be done correctly. I was just at an NFL uh, a playoff game not more than two weeks ago. You got 60,000 people, 70,000 people, all having to go through metal detectors, all having their pocketbooks. If you're a woman, your pocketbook gets checked. Now, grant you, uh, like you said, could there be some things that pass through the system or whatever it may be? Absolutely. But I mean, you still feel as if there's some level of security. We don't even have an, uh, we don't have one one hundredth of, of what's happening at an NFL game happening at the border. 
And this is why, Dennis, switching over now to the big story, this is why Iran feels as if they can screw with us and then lie to us. What's the story of what happened over the weekend with the whole Iranian thing? Yeah, uh, it was a fringe Iranian terrorist group. Uh, They ended up attacking a whole uh, coalition of U.S. service members. I think 25 were injured in total, but three were actually killed uh, in this attack. Again, this was an attack. This wasn't some kind of battle. This was them uh, attacking the U.S. Um, US soldiers. Uh, and it's been suspected that they were killed uh, with a drone that was partially funded by the $6 billion that were released to them uh, months ago. Well, Iran, I mean, this is just as a couple of minutes going to this. Iran is claiming that accusation of its involvement in an attack that left three U.S. service members dead in Jordan over the weekend are baseless. <laughs> Iran Foreign Ministry spokesperson Nasser Kanani also claimed that resistance groups in the region do not take orders from Iran, according to routers. The remarks came after three American service members were killed and others were wounded in a drone attack near the Syrian border over the weekend. Some Republicans have pressed Biden to authorize stronger action against Iran, with members of both parties concerned about the safety of U.S. troops overseas. (laughs) There is the call for the United States to go to war with Iran. And it is almost as if Iran is begging the United States to start some level of military action. It, I, I really believe um, it is a function of weakness that the Iranians, the Russians, the Chinese, the North Koreans, they know that Joe Biden's time is limited and now is the time to strike. And when you've got, I mean, what will Joe Biden do? Is he going to retaliate? Is he just going to turn the other cheek? What's he going to do? He's more concerned about making sure that, you know, uh, LGBTQ flags are flying in all classrooms, right? And meanwhile, we've got service members being killed. And we just did a whole story uh, over the weekend, Dennis, uh, or at least I, I took a look at it. We're having a horrific time trying to get people to join the Navy. Yeah, I mean, it's the U.S. Navy will start to enlist applicants who have not graduated from high school or obtained a GED as the service continues to struggle with its recruiting goals. I mean, what's next? We're going to start uh, pulling in people from the border and saying, hey, how would you like to get $65,000 of three square meals and health insurance? You're coming in through the border. Yeah, I think that's part of the strategy now. I mean, look at it. So many military-aged men. Um, But yet they've had a deficit in terms of recruiting year after year. And today, uh, this past year has been the worst Probably because no one really wants to fight for a government that's, uh, you know, putting them at, at, at risk at, at every single angle. Um, but I would not be shocked. I mean, look, California just wants to start giving badges to illegal immigrants. Uh, they want to give health care to illegal immigrants. They want to give voting rights to illegal immigrants. So what might be the next step? A, uh, we're having a trouble of getting recruits. How about we get some broke legal immigrants to uh, sign up and join with some incentives? And now we got new, you know, military aged fighting men. That's probably what's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. It's, it, you know, it goes to the whole replacement theory. It's going to be in every single category. Your police officer will be an illegal immigrant. Who knows? There's probably going to be an illegal immigrant who doesn't have the voter status that starts running for office for something. You know, it's, that's what the narrative's going to be until 
someone drops amnesty and makes all those illegals official citizens. And if there was going to be amnesty, I would put it on the shoulders of the Republicans to give that amnesty, just like Reagan did. Uh, you know. Yeah, Lankford in Oklahoma is, is getting lambasted right now for, for his um, you know, co-signing of that, of that bill, which was completely you know, weak on immigration. I think, in, in essence here, there are so many various factors that make me think we are not going to normally approach November 2024. There's Trump with all the legal issues. There's Biden with his health issues. There's the possibility we get embroiled into a war and the election gets suspended. There's just too many things that are up in play right now where I just, and I think other people too, just think this is not just going to normally play out. There's going to be something in these next few months that either prevents it or significantly alters how we're going to look at it. Well, it will be interesting uh, to see how it all plays out, whether it is the truckers going down to the border, Biden, how he's going to retaliate, if he is even going to retaliate against Iran. Will this uh, piece of crap be allowed out on parole after killing a three-year-old? I mean, it's it, the storylines here are so inside out and upside down, it's hard to figure out whether or not you're in the twilight zone if you're in a bad dream, or whether or not you should pinch yourself and say, wow, I really am here. Uh, Dennis and I, we appreciate you staying with us here today. We want to just tell you one thing. Last week, we spoke to you about NewsGuard, this radical left, self-proclaiming police of fake news. Uh, We have been doing an incredible amount of research on these people Uh, because we're seeing how it is that they're trying to negatively impact organizations like ourselves. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we urge you to either go over to Spotify, go over to iHeart, or just simply be smarter. Download the DML News app, and you never, ever, ever will be masked from us. And the reason why we're saying that is because we've watched, ironically, Our numbers off Apple Podcasts cut more than 50%. And we're like, what the hell's going on here? And we tracked it back, and the drop-off happened exactly at the same time that NewsGuard put out our new uh, nutrition label saying the fact that we spread fake news, especially through this podcast. So is it ironic? Is it just coincidental that it all happened on the same moment and the same time on the same day? I think not. But regardless, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you should assume as if Apple is going to cut you off from us like they have for tens of thousands of people. So download the DML News app and you'll never miss another program. That's it for Dennis and I and for Ryan on the back end there. We thank you for joining us and God willing, we will be back with you tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you, your family, these United States, and may he bless Donald J. Trump, because that man is being unfairly raked over the coals. They're doing everything they can to destroy him. I don't know another human being who would still be standing with the amount of pride and strength that he is, especially in his late 70s. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day, everybody. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and Team DML.